Ayo, 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 what is going on to another episode of the Mellow Podcast? We are here with my lovely guest again. It is on vacation, so they might be here a lot for some of these episodes. Um, introduce yourselves. Uh, Name's Aiden. Ari. Ari. Yes, these are my lovely children. Again, it's on if vacation. You, if you remember, you see, last time we reviewed... We reviewed all the games on the, from the latest Nintendo Direct. Yes, you did. And today, we're going to review two movies. Yeah. One is going to be Elemental, which, again, me and Ariana saw. I did say last episode we were going to do that on the last episode, but uh, we didn't get to do it. So, And then we're also going to review The Flash, which me and Aiden saw. But first, since the freshest one is Elemental, we're going to do Elemental first. So, Ari... Give me your review of Elemental. Watch it. It's amazing. That's not a review. You have to you have to do a review like in full detail, like what you thought of it. What you it's thought amazing. Of, what you thought of the storyline. It's amazing. What, what you ma- thought okay. of the characters. Aiden, what made you think it was amazing? Um, because of how satisfying the elements looked. How satisfying? I did enjoy the fact that it showed you different elements and how they all work together. But they also said... The elements cannot mix. Aiden, you didn't see the movie. I remember it from the trailer. Yes, but you didn't see the movie though, buddy. The trailer and the movie don't show same things the way you think they're going to. What they show in the trailer, buddy, is different parts of the movie. You're going by what you said, which is fine. Guess what? I don't even care. Elements can mix. It's true, they can mix. You're right. We learned that by the end of the movie that elements can mix. Because, as most people know, rain clouds create rain, which also go on plant life. Which, in the movie, kind of gives you that thing like, oh, water, earth slash pants, and clouds can all coincide in one but water- setting. But water puts out fire. But also, in the movie, <coughs> they kind of make it seem like water and fire and water and plants do not coexist. Which, in a way, technically, yes. I mean, not water. Fire and plants and wa- fire and water cannot exist together. Which, technically, it is true when it comes to fire and plants. Because fire technically causes plants to burn. Especially dry fire, dry wood, dry plants, they can cause huge fires. Essentially, yeah. if you're learning about the elements in school, just, just ask your teacher and your class to watch Elemental. You can't watch Elemental if it's, they have to go to a movie theater, Atlanta. They could book one. You can't just book one. It's not as easy as you think, believe it or not. It's because it says you can. I mean, you I just... recommend the Majestic. Well, yeah, I realize that there's not a majestic everywhere else. Where whoever was listening to this, yeah, we everybody used to has watch, different theaters. Yeah, we used to watch our movies at Apple theaters. Yeah, which sucks. No offense, Apple theater, but it sucks. Um, but getting to the point, I feel this. If you ever seen Zootopia, think about this movie in Zootopia, but with elements, with water, the clouds, uh, the fire, and the the plant, the earth, essentially. It's just coming to one world, thinking that two worlds cannot go exist, coexist, until you realize that they actually can coexist. Because basically, what, what was the water's name? 
Wade. Wade. Yeah, Wade. Well, what was the fire's name? Ember. Ember. Okay. Yes. So basically, Ember, I mean, Wade feels, clearly has love for everybody. He doesn't care what you are, what kind of element you are. He seems like he just lo likes and loves everybody. He's also a big crier for almost any reason, which is funny because he's water and he rains. He's wet all the time. So the fact that water is crying is actually funny in the movie. And he's afraid of sponges. Yes, yeah. he is afraid. <coughs> he is afraid of sponges because when he was a child, he got soaked into a sponge, and he was he he was in there for hours and hours and hours. As he said. As he said in the movie, and in the case of Ember, she obviously, she, in certain cases, she loses her temper. She gets fiery upset, which, like most people in the real world do, which I think is kind of cool. They kind of show her her elements of how angry she can get, though. Like, she goes from regular fire flame to, like, purple. And if you know, purple is probably... If you ever see a fire turn purple, that's not good. That means something bad is happening. And it's about and to get crazy. And some water on that thing. <coughs> Sometimes water doesn't always work on fires. Think about uh, forest fires. You would Splash think just... Water. Yeah, okay. But you know how much water you have to... You have to we've seen the movie... Um, Oh my God! Planes, fire, and rescue. Yes, fire and rescue. I haven't pla seen that. The planes. They, the planes drop this weird yes, juice-looking stuff over the fire. Exactly, and how they have to go back and forth so many times to carry water. Not one gallon of water is going to stop a huge fire. And sometimes you have to keep dousing water on something when it comes to fire, so it won't restart up and cause another fire. Okay, so. Oh, if you're camping, just make sure to bring a lot of water, just in case. It doesn't... Yes, okay, sure. A lot of so water. So, Ember, in this case, is being raised by her father, who hates water, because when they... His parents came from a different country called Fireland. And when they first started making their, their home or their new... A store they were trying to build... A new world for their daughter. Water destroyed their their home in Fireland. So ever since then, they've just despised water. Understandable, because water can you know extinguish think, fire. And I think the funniest scene from the trailer was when Wade ate a fiery meatball, and it wasn't a meatball. Fiery. A bubble was a came cold. out of his just mouth. Just let him. Just let him. It was cold. And then, it's not Ari. It's not meatball because they don't eat food. And then, and then, and then a bubble came out of his mouth. And then the bubble screamed. <laughs> yeah, that did happen in the movie, just like in the trailer. You are correct. But hey, I'm trying to describe the, the movie. Part is hilarious. And you can clear me off. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Like, I understand you didn't see the trailer, though, buddy. I mean, you didn't see the movie. You're getting everything from the trailer, which is fine. But I'm also trying to describe the movie, which you're not kind of letting me do, which is cool. I don't well, mind that. I'm trying <coughs> to help you describe it. But you can't help me describe the movie if you haven't seen the movie. Yet. Probably ever, but not until it comes on like streaming services or DVD. Streaming services. DVD. Stop. Right. Streaming services, guys. DVD. That's it. Because why am I gonna buy the movie if it's gonna be on a streaming service before ever it goes on a DVD? Think about that for a second. Sorry. So anyway, Wade the wa Wade wa I'm gonna say Wade Water falls in love with Ember, and initially Ember wants nothing to do with. Ember fire wants nothing to do with Wade 
because she was brought up thinking water and fire don't mix or elements don't mix in the sense of water and fire. But throughout the movie, you start realizing she slowly starts falling for Wade because he's showing her the world of Element City where all the elements live together. Because fire, fire cities, we're going to call it for now, is a separate of Element City. It's like a Chinatown district in this in a city. All right, you've never been to Chinatown, though. Tell me, knowing yes, you are actually not wrong about that. Yeah, well, if elements don't mix, then why is there a city where all elements live together? Okay, yes, but in the movie, in the sense of fire and water or fire and plants, Ember was taught that elements don't mix. That's what I'm saying here. Because sometimes people from other countries that come, let's say, to the U.S., they le- they want to keep their roots to them to themselves. Let's say if somebody comes from, mm-hmm. say, China, Japan, they move to the U.S. They want to keep their traditions from that they learned as they were children. They want to keep those traditions the same as if they come when they come over to the U.S. They don't want sometimes they don't want nothing to change, but in the long run, most people change their mindset because they realize. You gotta kind of have to change with your surroundings, but you can still keep your traditions as long as you know you evolve, evolve yourself in other things that are happening in the world or the country and stuff like that. But as you keep going, Amber starts getting used to ways. Like she starts to realize she's starting to get feelings for him, and her mother is like, "Uh, elements cannot mix." Not that part. She's I don't know what you want to call. I want to call her what she's like. Um, a card reader. But for elements, <clears throat> in this sense, more for fire for fire people. And she realized she's she's like she can smell love, which is weird. But <laughs> and she realized that her daughter every time she smelled her daughter there was nothing love coming out of her, until one day her mother sm- just smelled it out of nowhere. She's like, what is that smell? Is that love? I smell love. And she got, she didn't know what it was for a long time until she started following her daughter and realized, oh, that's her. Don't stalk your children. And essentially, yeah, she was starting to see who she was seeing that she was falling in love with. And she learned that her daughter's in love with a water element and Wade. And she, essentially, like Ariana said, oh, wait, waters don't, I mean, elements don't mix. But in the long run, her mother realized that her daughter was truly in love with Wade. Now, in the sense of her father, he was still in the mindset of, no, you got to stick to your fire, people. Stick to your own kind kind of thing. You cannot touch water and stuff like that. Until, like, towards the end of the movie, the father also realized himself that Wade was willing to do anything for Ember. Especially eating, like Mr. Aiden said, fiery, he called them meatballs. They were, they were coals. They were, like, super hot, hot coals. He would do anything for Ember to protect her and save her. And her father realized, oh wait, maybe I'm wrong this whole time. Maybe elements can coexist together in a sense of water and fire. <coughs> but this was a beautiful like love story kind of thing. Basically teaching, in a way it's kind of teaching kids, if you break it down, that no matter where you come from, how you grow up, everybody can be together. Everybody can be loved you can coexist together as a team, a unit, so to speak, no matter what kind of place you come from. 
Is that am I right on this or no? I think. You think? You think? Okay. What not, did? Not what was your retrospective of the movie? Like watching the movie, how did you feel? All right. Talking to you. Um. Okay, Aiden. Watching the trailer, how did you feel? I well, when I watched the first trailer, it was it was just Ember getting on a train, then she meets Wade, and then it just ends. Okay, that's the trailer you saw. So, so I thought the first trailer was kind of basic, but then I saw the second trailer, and then more, more, and I feel like more stuff is happening in it than the first trailer. Well, yeah, as opposed to. I'm saying, watching the trailer, what did you think of it? It was cool. It was cool. What did you? What element of the trailer did you enjoy? The fire and water elements. Fire and water elements. It was, there was also a character in the movie called Claude. He was funny. He was funny because he was trying to hit. Now imagine Claude. Imagine Ember being, let's see, like a. I don't want to see what age. Let's say Ember is like seventeen. And Wade's like 17, 18, maybe 16. Claude is like a kid. So Claude is like, I want to say 11 or 12. And he's like hitting on, um, he's hitting on Ember. And he like, right off the bat, you already know, he don't care if she's a fire or water. He wants a little fiery, so to speak, passion in his life. And he keeps hitting on her and hitting on her. And like he sprouts, he basically shows Ember his armpits and he sprouts like a flower. See, he basically tells her, hey, look, I'm growing. And, like, he pops in a flower out of his armpit, which actually was funny. Claude, I feel like, which had more scenes in the movie. But I think he had enough that, like, you understood the point. Oh, sorry for you. You understood the point of the movie. Why? I wonder if I wonder if Pixar's going to green light a sequel. The way, I beg you, know you what? if anyone from Pixar... Or is listening to us? Please give us an elemental. But oh, you're not giving your reason why you enjoyed the movie, though. You're saying you don't think you've said just watch it. I love it. Okay, but why do you love the movie? I don't know. You don't. Okay. Okay, that's that's fine. I guess <laughs> that's okay. I guess just watch it. I don't know I'm how to sure. elaborate. But the way the movie ended. It did seem like it's, there's a possibility that they could, if they wanted to, they have the space to create a second Elemental movie. Maybe even a TV show. Maybe, yeah, maybe even a TV show. That's true. It is Disney. They do have Disney Plus, so they could add that to a Disney Plus show. Make it a Disney Plus show. Make it a little bit more cartoony, maybe, instead of all, more instead of Pixar-y. Yeah, what if Disney actually did that? But if they did that, they could if they wanted to. I think I think it would be cool if we got a continuation to the events of the movie. I think it's cool. I mean, they could. Like I said, it's very possible that they could. But I feel like a movie would not be a movie without a villain that the main character has to defeat. You don't There's need no a villain. villain. You don't need a villain for movies, Aiden. You don't always need a villain. You really don't. All right, we're going to take a break real quick, and then we are going to go into... <coughs> The quick review of the Flash movie, which Ariana did not see, but Anna did see. So we'll be back in a second.
And we are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Next, we will be talking about the Flash movie. Which Aiden. Dad did not like. I did not say that. Well, first thing, now you're just wrong. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said it was meh. Meh, like it was okay. Maybe the reason I feel it was meh, then we're just going right into it, huh? The reason I feel it was meh because I felt I watched too many trailers. Now, usually when I want to see a movie so bad, I don't watch any trailers. No matter how, if the movie's coming out in two years, I do my best not to watch any trailers. But I pretty much pretty much watched every single trailer that came out for this movie. Since the first trailer came out, what? Yeah. Dad, Dad hyped himself <coughs> up for the movie so much that he expected more than what we actually got. It's true. You were correct. Because when I saw Across the Spider-Verse, I didn't... Um, I didn't watch any trailers for that movie. And I'm glad I didn't because that movie was a good, a great movie. What did you think of the movie, eh? I loved it. What did you love about it? Well, okay, so one of the things I loved about it was the scene where the Flash went back in time so many times that they opened a hole in the space-time continuum. And then all these other, other, other universes just kept coming in. Even... We even got to see 1940s Flash. It's true. So, the, yeah, we're just jumping up. We're going to jump all over the place for this review. So, hopefully try to keep up. <clears throat> if you haven't seen it, I I would suggest, yes, go see it. Do see it, definitely. It's fun. It's a fun watch. But to me, like I said, I think I hyped myself up too much. That was a meh situation. But, yes, he is correct. So, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where... Dark Flash, spoiler, and regular Flash. They kind of try to go back in time, and they go back in time so far that you kind of get CGI versions of the 19, what did you say, 40s? 40. 1940s, like black and white Flash. You get the Christopher Reeves Flash with the, with the Supergirl in that. In that. You get the... Superman. You get uh, Henry Cavill, Superman. You get uh, the 1966 Flash, I mean Batman, which I thought was cool. You get, you gave a nod to that. I think they gave a nod to one more Batman, not Superman, Batman, 1966 Batman, sorry. They gave an ode to almost every Batman and Superman and Flash live action characters that there have been since the beginning. Of DC? Oh, since they started making DC movies and TV shows. Except they didn't do the, you don't know this one, the Superman and Lois live action show with um, Dean Cain. They didn't do that one. Actually, I'm very surprised they didn't show that one. They did they show like Eddie Sears, which played uh, Jay Garrick in the Flash movie, in the Flash TV show for like half a season. Then became obviously Zoom. They showed him as Jay Garrick, which I thought was really cool. They showed... I'm surprised they didn't show the Chris, Christian Bale Batman. They did show Ben Affleck Batman during that scene. What about Michael Keaton Batman? They, they did show the ba- Michael Keaton stuff. So I like the fact that they kind of brought in all the OG... Um, Supers? Uh, Superman and uh, Batmans and a little bit of Supergirl into... What was the Chrono Bowl, which I thought was the smartest thing you could ever create in a show or a movie. 
to show the chrono ball, the way you can reverse time, you can forward time, the way Flash did it was awesome. I loved it. That's why I will say I love the all the chrono ball scenes. I loved and enjoyed. <coughs> um, in the sense of the beginning of the movie, it was cool. It was funny. I do like the. Okay, maybe I like this movie more than I'm actually saying. I did enjoy the beginning of the movie. You see, first thing you see is Barry Allen in a coffee shop waiting for his uh, sandwich that the waiter or the person, the barista, is taking forever to make because he's yapping too long and Barry's late for work. And then he gets a call from Jer Jeremy Irons, which was Alfred for the for everything the uh, Ben Affleck did as Batman in Justice League and Batman versus Superman. So that was cool to see him again. He calls Barry like, uh, hey, Barry, we kind of need you. And Barry's like, well, what's our bat friend doing? And why is he even up still? And then he starts asking, oh, why can't you ask Superman? And you see a shot of Superman on TV. You see, like, a backing of trying to save a volcano from erupting somewhere in the world. And then he asks, where's Wonder Woman? And, what, like, he's Wonder Woman's too busy right now. And funny he doesn't say cyborg during that sequence, though. Why is that funny? It's not funny in the sense of actual funny, Aiden. It's just funny in the sense of why didn't he bring up Cyborg during that whole sequence? When he brought up two of the three members of the Justice League movie. Or five members, excuse me. <clears throat> so Barry's like, okay. So Barry feels like he's being rushed now. And since he's so fast, he makes everything he can do. What takes probably someone 20 minutes to do, he gets it done in like, five minutes essentially that's what happens he goes to was it metropolis or gotham city where the hell did he go must have been gotham city hospital i think to save from something that was collapsing because somebody tried you got some falcon guys that try to steal stuff and barry had to save basically a woman and babies from a fallen building and the slow-mo on that was actually really cool what do you think about that bud that was awesome I'm glad. I'm glad that the green screen effects have have evolved so well. You think so? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome, and I like that there's like an alternate universe Flash. Well, when it's I basically just an. I guess this movie was basically just another chance for DC to make another DC crossover movie. I don't call it cross. It's not. It's not really a crossover movie. Isn't it? It's it, they're all in the same universe, DC wise. You know, it's like well, essentially Barry gets all his feelings again, like most Flashpoint situations. That uh, he wants to go back and save his mom. Now, this is definitely not the Flashpoint from the comics. Like Andy Muscanetti, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, is ah, is um said it in like an interview. Like, the, like he said in the in in an interview, that it's not anywhere near the Flashpoint that we all know in the comics. You also gotta remember this movie Flash got announced, I think in like 2013, 2014. So this it's been in and out of development craziness for over 10 years. So the fact that it's actually finally out is. Thank goodness. I think it's had three directors before Andy came on, or two directors before Andy came on. So it was like, wow, that's that's ridiculous to know it took this long to actually get it done and stuff like that. 
I think the battery's running low. It's fine. It will be fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, but I like the fact they brought back Keaton, and how, and how. I like the fact that they kind of made the mother either Italian or Hispanic. I think that was cool. I like the fact that they still had the same actor, Barry's dad play. I don't remember the guy, the man's name, but they saw the same guy from I was Justice League. So the same character being played. For the most part, they kept every single same character from Justice League movie in this Flash movie. Um, obviously, he went back to save his mother. All sad and stuff because he couldn't save his mother. And also, he was also trying to have... And then he meets his basically, quote-unquote, twin. From So in the process of trying to save his mother, which he kind of went through with it, and he tried to go back home to the current timeline. Dark Flash, which is like the Grim Reaper of Flashes, pushes Barry out in a certain timeline where Barry's only 18, I think he said, or 20 years old. I don't remember exactly. Between 18 and 20 years old. So Barry was, Barry was still like fresh, a freshman in college, I think it was. So basically he sees Barry and he's like, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm about to get in real trouble and stuff like that. Like, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, you, yes. I need a snack. You need a snack? Okay, go ahead. Get a snack. I'm not stopping you from getting a snack, dude. I and mean, we don't have snacks, but whatever. But all that noise is going to be on the mic, though. So, oh, oh. Over there, please. Okay. Thank you. So, Mr. Aiden's going to go for a snack right now, which is fine. I'll finish this with you. Um, so yeah, Barry realizes, oh wait, I'm not in my timeline. Because when Barry goes, thinking he went back home home to current time, he learns that, oh wait, I didn't, the Dark Flash pushed me out into an earlier timeline where I'm still in college and I'm still an idiot, but yeah, I have a lot of confidence. Because like the 18 to 20 year old Barry had a lot of confidence. He, he was like, yeah, he's strutting around, dancing, acting like an idiot, destroying stuff. But basically, what present time Barry was trying to, as he cuts younger Barry off, he basically has to explain to younger Barry that, yo, I'm you from the future. I was trying to, I was doing something and I got caught in your timeline, in your time warp. And he was like, and young Barry's like, what? But he, he also... Younger Barry's like it's like didn't even bother him. That older Barry had like superpower, like just do stuff really fast. Sorry, that, so but younger Barry was also willing to help regular Barry get back to his other timeline, because younger Barry didn't get powers yet. Younger Barry was still only an intern at CCPD at the time. So to try to get young Barry his powers to hopefully help older Barry get back to his timeline they had to recreate that whole getting shocked thing getting electrocuted in the lab and stuff like that which they successfully did but also did not because when this happened older Barry was in the way of young Barry so the lightning went through older Barry 
and into young Barry. So all the powers that older Barry had somehow transferred into young Barry. Like, oh, okay, that's not weird at all, you know? So Barry's like, oh, wait, I don't have any powers now. How do my powers go? And then Barry kind of connected the dots. Like, oh, this is here, this is that. Like, because I stood in front of you kind of thing, my powers shot out of me went right into you. So I was like, oh, crap. That sucks. But then older Barry had to teach young Barry how to do stuff like basically teach him how to use his powers. And while doing so, older Barry asks, do you have a Superman here? And young Barry's like, what the hell is a Superman? Same thing with Ellen. And then young, young Barry's like, no, we don't have a Superman here. But damn, I hope Bruce, I hope Bruce is here. And young Barry's like, Bruce? Bruce Wayne? Yeah, we have a Bruce Wayne. So, so you have a Batman here. Basically is what he's asking young, young Barry. He's like, yeah, we got Batman. We all know who Batman is. The creepy guy that flies at night kind of thing. Yeah, so they basically go to see what Barry thought would have been Ben Affleck. But instead was the OG himself. The best of all time in my consideration. That's just me, maybe because of my age. Mr. Michael Keaton. And also, in this universe, there is no Alfred. Or there was an Alfred at one point in time. But also, in the scene where they actually meet Batman and explain to Michael Keaton's Batman what has happened, what Barry did, how young Barry got old Barry's powers, and they're trying to go back in time, kind of thing, kind of go back home. Michael Keaton's Batman says that, oh, Gotham City is the most safest place in the world. Which means Michael Keaton's Batman never stopped fighting until Gotham City was the best. And that's when he hung up his quote-unquote bat suit so to speak and and then Barry's like alright he's and then ba Michael Keane was like I'm not gonna help you so we're good so Barry's like you know what it's fine we're just gonna take his bat stuff so young and old Barry go into the bat cave it's funny cause it didn't click to young Barry that Michael Keane's Bruce Wayne was Batman. He's like, what? You're, you're Batman? What? He's like, older Barry, like, why do you think we're here? I thought we were visiting a cousin. And stuff like that. So, older Barry wants to go steal Bat Batman's stuff. And like that. And goes into the cave. They go to the Bat computer. Young Barry's amazed at what he is seeing. You see the Batwing come down. You see the OG Batmobile, which, oh, my God. I had that toy when I was a kid. I had that toy when I was a kid. I love that Batmobile. It's so awesome, so awesome, so awesome. Compared to the Tumblr, I think it's still better. Um. Then after a while, Barry just, like, starts running around area using his energy and stuff like that. We fast forward a little bit to Michael Keaton realizes, you know what? I am going to help you because if it was my parents, I would probably do the same thing, try to save them. But also by doing that, you're kind of messing up the timeline of all events that happen to become who you become. And then we go and try to find quote unquote Superman. Now, 
obviously this is all spoilers. There's no Superman in this universe, as you could already tell. There's a Supergirl, though. Essentially, they go to Cadmus. I'm just going to call it Cadmus because that's essentially what happens. You know, in this, they have to go to Russia, which is almost like doing the Red Sun kind of thing that most people know about the Red Sun storyline. If uh, Superman landed in Russia, but in this case, it's Supergirl landed in Russia. And Kal-El was killed by General Zod. So I'm jumping the gun here. I got to do this quick because my, my laptop won't charge and it's on the charger. Um, so yeah, they go they go to Russia. They go save Supergirl. And Supergirl kind of doesn't want to help them because she's like, I don't like humans. They're the one who trapped me here. I don't care for them. But then she also learned that she asked Barry, why did you save me? And Barry's like, because you needed the help. So I helped you. And she realized then, not all humans are bad. Some humans are, but not all humans are bad. So she ends up helping uh, Batman, older Barry, young Barry, in fighting General Zod. Which, by Barry going back in time and getting pushed out of the Chrono Bowl at the time that he did, and meeting, he, meeting his younger self, he, we recreated the events of Man of Steel. Which is also partly in Batman vs Superman, in which General Zod comes back to find the Kryptonian. Which we also learned that the Kryptonian he's looking for is Supergirl, not Kal-El, because he had killed Kal-El as a baby in his pod in the, in space. So, like, oh, that's kind of dark and messed up. So Zell Zod is looking for Supergirl. So they he finds her. They find each other. They start fighting. She gets mad because obviously Zod killed killed Kal-El. They start fighting. In comes in soups and bats and I mean soup. Yeah, I'll call it soups. Soups. Batman. Uh, pre Dark Flashberry and regular Flashberry. They come in. They start whipping alien backside. But in the process, Supergirl dies. This kind of sucks. Supergirl dies, Batman dies, and they both are so stressed out about it. Both young, young and old Barry, that they have to go back and they like, all right, let's go rewind a little bit, maybe to save them. Unrealizing to them that their deaths are inevitable. No matter what we do, they have to die. And older Barry realized that this is part of the timeline. Some things you cannot ever change. It has to happen. No matter what you think, they have to die. It's part of their story in this specific timeline. I still believe, maybe not Michael Keaton, but Sasha Kaya's Supergirl will return in some sort of way as Supergirl. Which I pray, because she was a phenomenal Supergirl. She did an awesome job. Um, and then, essentially, Younger Barry couldn't handle that death. He's like, no, we can save them. We have the power to keep going back in time and save them. And every time he kept doing that, he kept getting shattered pieces of him. He kept getting shattered pieces of every time he tried to go back. So every time he just looked a little different, a little different. And by the end of it, he looked exactly like Dark Flash. And Barry's like, no, we can't do this. We have to stop. And again, young Barry's like, no, we can save them. We can. We have the power to, we will save them. Until realizing that, no, we cannot save them. 
I'm not, I'm not, not going to lie. I don't remember how the Dark Flash, like, disappeared. I really don't remember that part. I remember he disappeared. I just don't remember how he disappeared. But essentially, yes, Dark... They, he defeats Dark Flash. Keaton's Batman dead. Super, uh, Supergirl is dead. They go back. You're about to hear a lot of crunkling. So please close the bag up properly if you're going to do it. Come on, dude. Sorry, 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 sorry. Jeez, Aiden. All this noise did not need to happen, dude. Essentially, they die. I forgot how Dark Flash disappears. Obviously, they, they defeat General Zod. And then Barry realizes, wait. And this whole thing about his mother dying, his father going to jail, was because his mother needed more spaghetti sauce. And the spaghetti sauce was on the bottom shelf. So what Barry did before he went back to his original timeline, so to speak, or like what he thought, he put the tomato sauces on the top shelf so his father's face could be shown on the camera in court. Which then, he, supposedly, again, now Barry goes back to his normal timeline, which Barry thinks is the normal timeline. But towards the end of the movie, we actually learn that, oh wait, he's not in his normal timeline because Bruce Wayne pulls up but it's not the Bruce Wayne we all think it is. It's not Batfleck. It's not Keaton. It's the third. It's the one, two or three movies after Keaton. We get George freaking Clooney. What? Yes, George Clooney was Batman in one movie that no one likes to speak of. I was surprised that George Clooney was in this movie. Even if it's just for 30 seconds. But Barry's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yep, yep, no problem. Yep, you're Batman. Bruce Wayne, and that's basically the end of the movie. I know I kind of skipped a lot of details here because my laptop's about to shut down in like, I don't know, 30 seconds. I got 10% battery left. Again, it's on the charger and it won't charge. It's kind of annoying. Um, But yeah, so that's essentially the movie. They have the credit scene, it's just having Arthur Curry in the, in the same timeline as, uh, what's his name? George Clooney's Batman, but he's not Aquaman. He's just a dead version. He's just like a drunk version of himself in the other timeline. Damn it. And we are back. We are back. We are back. Uh, we're about to end this real quick. But in all reality, it was a good movie. Uh, ben Affleck was fun coming back. Uh, Gal Gadot made a quick appearance. And then that's the last time we'll ever see Gal Gadot. Because she had to save Batman. Can see Ben Affleck's Batman from every from a certain situation, uh, but for the most part, I, I, after breaking it down for most of the movie, I, I'm about to raise my grade out of five. I'm gonna go from my ma to it's definitely rewatchable. So if I'm gonna go out of five, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. I actually did enjoy it after really breaking it down in my head. It was a good movie. It was definitely another reason to watch. But you always know what it is. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Share with everybody on every platform you prefer to listen to this podcast. I'm sorry for the small intermission or big intermission. Yeah, uh, the battery was too low. Um, but yeah. Like, subscribe, share to people you know. 
Say what's up. Check out the YouTube, Mellow Fellow Gaming, twitch.tv slash Mellow Fellow Gaming. One word, no spaces. Check me out on Good Pods. If you got Good Pods, it's like Goodreads, but for podcasts. Um, but always and forever. I almost say always and forever. One love. Always and forever. One love. All right? Peace.